You're listening to episode number 16 of Radical Shift. You don't have a money problem, you have a skill problem. And in this episode, I'm going to share what that one skill is. And get this, you don't need an MBA, you don't need a medical degree, and you don't need a realtor's license. Like driving a car, you just need to practice. Now for something a little different. I'm success coach and serial entrepreneur, Carla White, and I'm on a mission to wake the shift out of you. Filled with honesty and humor, this show is designed to lower your stress, increase your income, build your relationships, and make your journey a lot more fun. Welcome to Radical Shift. Welcome back, Radical Shifters. I'm your host, Carla White, and I am so thankful that you're here because this is going to be a continuum of the last episode. In fact, all of them kind of blend together. So if you haven't listened to all my episodes, it really helps to binge listen to all of them. It'll make so much more sense. But in the last episode, I talked about the neuroscience of of success, of millionaire mindsets, and what actually happens inside the brain to create wins over and over again. Because what we will achieve is based on our expectations. If you are expecting kind of a a so-so day, your efforts into that day are going to be so-so. If you're expecting to have just the best day of your life, your efforts, your actions are going to reflect what you expect. Your motivation only matches your expectation. And Again, if you, I'm not going to get into all of that in this episode. What I want to do is just share with you a business tactic that allows you to shortcut the path to wealth. So the number one skill that if, whether you're teaching people how to crochet, you're selling plants, you're um, a coach, a business manager, whatever it is that you do, selling insurance, it doesn't matter. Your number one skill, the number one short path to wealth, isn't getting an MBA, it isn't learning how to be a brain surgeon or anything really actually that complicated. It's about communication. It's mastering the art of communication. But so many people have never ever had the chance of mastering that art of communication. In fact, we are told not to communicate throughout our formative years, throughout all of our education. Um, I share this story in one of my podcast episodes how my older son, he was getting reprimanded because he has a great grip on communication. He loves to talk like most kids. They love to help out their classmates. They love to be able to joke with them and have fun with them. But in class, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of kids in one class, especially in public school systems, and that's hard for the teacher. So they have to tell those children not to talk, not to use the art of communication. And as we grow up, we're told that communicating, talking is a bad thing. You're not supposed to talk. And especially based on your background, where you grew up, your gender, it's even driven home more. I know when I grew up, children were seen, not heard. So you don't talk. But the truth of it is mastering that communication. So my son, he would have this notebook that the teacher would put a sticker in that would, when he did not talk, when he did not talk, he got a sticker. 
And he'd bring that home and my husband or I would have to sign in the book to make sure that we saw whether he got a sticker or not. And if he didn't get a sticker, it would say, hey, he can do better tomorrow. Or he was joking with his friends when he shouldn't have been. And I totally get it. There's a time and a place. But at the same breath, I wanted him to embrace his ability to communicate because he has a unique ability to communicate. And so when he did not have that sticker, I gave him a high five. I embraced him. I gave him a hug because I did not want him to think that his natural gift was a bad thing. Now, if you're thinking, I don't need to talk. I sit in front of a computer all day. I program. I'm not a talker. (laughs) I, I will still... Uh, bang that drum that communication is even better because most marriages don't break up because of money problems or cheating. It's because of lack of communication because the communication has broken down or never was established to begin with. There wasn't a good communication of back and forth. So, So back to our topic about how do you use communication to increase your wealth quickly? I will tell you it's one thing. It's public speaking, articulating your way to increasing your wealth. (laughs) And most people would rather die than get on stage and talk. They just don't want to talk. They don't want to get on stage. And whether that stage is a live audience, whether it's Facebook lives, whether it's um, through any sort of medium where you have people listening to you speak, podcasts, anything, they don't want to do it. They stumble, they mumble, they don't want to get on stage because they feel like an imposter. They don't feel like they are smart enough to share a message just yet. And isn't or they feel like their message they're too boring. I'm too boring. Who would want to listen to me? I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to share my message. So they feel like they're not good enough to get up there on stage. And so there's this resistance to what is their natural journey and that creates stress. Because there is somebody on the opposite side of your message who needs to hear it that will get value from that message. And the one thing that is stopping you is because you don't think you have something to share. Now, we are all at different stages of our life, of our journey. And one thing that you've been through, one thing that you've conquered, dealt with, figured out, another person is struggling with right now. And if you could shortcut that time for them to figure it out, shortcut the pain for them to figure it out, don't you think they'd be grateful for that? Because you don't have to really teach them everything. Really what you're doing is you're reminding them of things that they already know. And that right there takes the pressure off of you. Now I'm going to take another pressure point off of you if you think that speaking in front of an audience, whether it's lives, whether it's webinars, whether it's podcasts, if you think it's a scary and audacious thing, there, there's an energy that you are transmitting when you speak. And that energy speaks louder than your words. In fact, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, who you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. And so really what you're doing is not so much conveying a story or a message, but sharing an energy, reverberating an energy. People will feel the emotion 
of how, how tied you are to your subject. People want to feel that emotion. And that emotion is so strong inside of you, it, it, it'll burst out. But so often, we don't even know how to show our emotions either because they've been, we've been told to shut those down as well. We, we are told to close down our excitement, to calm down, to not express ourselves so much. And so we ha- we're not even in touch with that. So what I'm going to do in this podcast, I'm going to give you three, three methods to increase your power in your method, m- message to increase that emotion that you're transferring to your audience, as well as a couple of more tips in how to get your story across, your message across, so people can connect with you, so they feel like they already know you. And first up, I want to talk about Amy Putty. She did a really good TED Talk about just power rituals and power poses, and they did a study where they took people and they divided divided them up into two groups and one part of the group did these power rituals or, or power poses before going into their job interviews and the other part the other part of the group didn't do the power poses before going into the job interview and the ones who did the power poses they got the jobs because their energy sent across to the other person interviewing them the confidence Now, this comes full circle back to the last podcast where I talk about you are going to get out what you expect to get out. Your confidence is going to match that. So when they did these power poses, their expectations went up and their confidence went up. So what are these power poses? The first one is to just stand straight up with your arms out like you're going to catch a big, massive beach ball. And you're having fun on the beach. Just have your arms stretched way out like that. And right there, you are connecting and receiving more energy. Now, one of my coaches, and I love this because this ties together. One of my coaches taught me that what I am downloading from the earth is, or from the earth, from my muses, from the universe, for ideas and energy and confidence. What I am downloading is envision it like a little tube coming straight to the top of my head. So it's this little one straight line uh, going straight up to the universe. Now, what if I took that tube and I just pulled it open, just pulled it towards both of my ears and widened it up even more so I can give and receive both even more because what you are receiving and what you are giving is equivalent to how open that is. How open is your mind? How open are you to receiving? How open is your confidence? So if you open up your arms, it's a reflective of like that tube going right into your head. Are you keeping it closed up? Are your arms across your chest folded in saying, no, I don't want to receive. I don't want to give. Are you opening them up wide, allowing it to come in and to go out? So the next pose is to to lean in. And if you're talking to somebody who's in front of you and there's a table in front of you, you can actually put your hands on the table and lean forward, bracing yourself on your hands, on your arms. That's a really good power pose, a confidence pose. Like you know what you're talking about. To lean in, not to close off and to uh, put your hands in your pocket or to cross your arms. That's a, that's a, an 
a weakness pose. That's an anti-power pose. And the third one is to do your your arms straight up like your team just scored a touchdown. You remember how, like, when they just, like, I remember when Diggs caught this football pass for the Minnesota Vikings at, like, the very last second against the Saints for the playoffs, and it was so amazing. I jumped off the sofa, my arms in the air, and that is the pose. That is the pose that I'm talking about, where your arms are flying straight up into the air and you just can't even believe your luck. It's so awesome. And if you can stand like that for even just a a few minutes in the morning, it will change your state. It will give you confidence. It will help you come across with this energy and this emotion that people want to feel. Your audience wants you to succeed. I remember one time when I got on stage and I was going to give, gosh, I think it was only about a four minute talk about making apps, something I do all day, every day I could talk about this in my sleep. And yet I got on stage and everything drained out of my ears and I couldn't even remember one word of what I was going to say. And the whole audience collectively just let out a gas. They were just... (gasps) I could hear it. I could feel it. I could feel them wanting me to remember the words. And just as quickly as my words escaped me, they came back. And I knew exactly what to say. And my audience stood to their feet and gave me a rounding uh, standing ovation because they were so happy. I did it. I made it. I made it happen. Your audience wants you to succeed. And so I have seen speakers go out there and they admit this is really super hard, but I'm going to do this because I want to do this. And the audience is rooting for them. So that honesty, that vulnerability, that truthfulness. And if you can weave in storytelling on top of that, people love stories. And you may think, I don't have anything interesting to say. There's nothing that happened to me. Guess what? Most people these days are getting their whole life fulfilled to them in their living room. Looking at Netflix, looking at their phones, looking at social media, that is the extent of their life. And if you can piece it together in a story, any story, it can be about your kids in the morning. It can be about what you had for dinner or for breakfast. You can punch it up. You can jazz it up. You can share how you were feeling, what happened to you, why it happened to you. Take them on a cliffhanger. Share what happened. Be brutally honest. Share everything. And that's what's going to connect with them. And if you want to read some books that will help you, there's a book. um, This this guy is a master of speaking from stage. He is so awesome. His name is Carmine Gallo, and he the book is called Talk Like Ted, and he, he has quite a few books out. They're all really good, and um, I've listened to all of them. They're really, really good, but if you can get in front of an audience, whether you're doing a webinar, whether you're doing lives, whether you're standing in your, your shop and sharing you know stories about your cupcakes or your plants or your clothes or your facial creams, whatever it is that you're sharing... And you share that through live stories on stage with events. Share your journey. Share your stories. I have had coaches who they get on stage and they will share their story and they will take somebody on a journey and pull at their heartstrings and they will they will use their energy 
to shift them from a state of complacency into knowing that there's hope, knowing that they're capable of doing more. And they're able to do that so well in 45 minutes or 90 minutes. And they will sell five, $10 million worth of product or services in that time. In, in, in 90 minutes, they will be able to sell from stage that amount. So what is it that you have? What are the stories that you have? that you can use to tie to your product, to bring them forward. When I first created the Gratitude app, I shared my story of how gratitude saved my life, how that practice, that one simple practice saved me. And it took me from the despair of death and loss from my dad to finding my purpose, finding my purpose, losing weight, regaining my confidence, all these things through gratitude. And it was so impactful. I had to create an app for it. I didn't know how to create an app, but I had to. I had to figure it out. And when I figured it out, I wanted one person to download that app so they would not go through the heartache that I went through. And lo and behold, hundreds of thousands of people have now downloaded the app and have changed their lives. Now, what story can you tie to your product, to whatever you're creating? whether it's teaching people how to crochet, whether it's teaching people how to drive, cleaning their cars, it doesn't matter. People get moved by stories. And how can you increase your energy when you share that story? So it's coming straight from your heart, not from your head, not from the logic, but from the heart, from the heart center. All right, rock stars. I want to hear from you. If you want to reach out to me at Hey Carla White on Instagram and Facebook. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear what you have and how you're going to shortcut the process. And also, if you have a stage that you need a speaker, reach out. I'm happy to share my story on your stage. Just reach out to me at Hey Carla White on both Instagram and Facebook. All right, until next time, keep being awesome and keep creating radical shifts. so much for listening. Now, if you want to create a radical shift in your life, all you have to do is head over to thegratitudeapp.com and that will take you directly to the app store where you can download it and start using the gratitude app today. Now, if you're the type of person who loves to help out family and friends, be sure to share this episode. And if you ever want to reach out to me, just head on over to Instagram at Hey Carla White. I'd love to hear from you and hear your comments. Until then, keep being limitless, keep being adventurous, and keep creating radical shifts.